The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Five o'clock on Friday, start of the weekend. Paul Cooney's here with Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, and Ali Defoy. Coming up in the next two hours, how about Gerard, Lennon, Kent, and Brown? Not a bad back four, Cy Ferry. What's happening? You, yeah. are you all right, Paul? Good. Have you ever played Panto? Are you, did you just go straight? <laughs> oh, no, he hasn't. <laughs> nah, Panto's beneath me, to be honest. It's guys like Grado on that today, Panto, isn't it? I'm above that, man. I'm, I'm a columnist for the evening time now, oh. in, case you, in case you didn't know. I and bet uh, you'd wish you could be the back end of a donkey. Uh, oh. <laughs> on a Saturday, 3 pm, I usually am. Uh, You're buzzing, though, because we're back to the Premier League this weekend after the international. We might talk about that later, but how much are you looking forward to the domestic action this weekend, Si? Back to the proper stuff. Uh, I don't know want to go into Monday night if I'm honest because again yeah. I could probably go off on a rant but um, no yeah. and the fixtures look great you know big games in the SPL it's great to have it back so really looking forward to it and Rob not many but some of the fans back tomorrow yeah I was just going to say we can stop worrying about Scotland for a, a little while for a few weeks anyway yeah fans in a couple of the games tomorrow in at Pataudry in in Dingwall for the Celtic game as well so it's a step in the right direction uh, things are being pushed back a little uh, but let's hope we can kick on from there and get a few more fans in because obviously it, the government are pushing it back three weeks quite rightly probably because the Covid is on the way up we've got to do the right thing Si haven't we definitely as I mentioned uh, at the start of the week my job now as a first team coach is a nightmare honestly uh-huh. I had to take all the boys temperatures on the bus uh, Tuesday for training yep. you need to text in now saying no new symptoms Tuesday morning before training Thursday before training we gave the gun to Gary Fraser I don't know why because he is stick um, <laughs> he's broke the gun in Cumbernauld so we are driving about Cumbernauld trying to find a gun fortunately Derek Lyles for Springburn he can get you any type of gun that you like so he ended up getting this one and we got it all sorted it was just a struggle <laughs> to get the temperature yeah. <laughs> this weekend Ali you've got the fixture list there and, and for the first time in years everybody playing uh, six matches three o'clock on Saturday all going well uh, yeah three o'clock kick off up at Pataudry Aberdeen Kilmarnock as Rob mentioned 300 that's a 10 event are going to be their fans sitting separated. Livingston Hamilton is on. Motherwell are taking on St Johnson at home and Rangers are playing Dundee United. That if they win and get keep a clean sheet that will be seven games in a row. Ross County are playing Celtic again as you mentioned at 300 up at Dingwall and St Mirren Hibs which um, yeah currently on Let's hope that happens. Yes, yeah, I'm, two, I'm waiting to find out, to be honest, okay, but not two, heard otherwise. Two players at St Mirren who have tested positive, yeah? Yes, currently. That okay. is the, the... Do we know who? No. The we goalkeeper. Know yeah, Jack, Jack Anik, yep. currently, which they weren't going to release, but it was released by someone else on social media, so okay. there was... Yep. Somebody says it's the other goalie as well, and that's what's putting the game in doubt. Well, it depends really? if they train together or not. Jamie if, Langfield could what, be in goals. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, say like, minus, say like minus 10 on the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to tomorrow. One match definitely on. They're all on at the moment. Rangers against Dundee United. Uh, manager of the month is Stephen Gerrard. And actually, Ryan Kent is the player of the month. So let's start then. Speaking with uh, Stephen Gerrard, what about his player, Ryan Kent, who's an amazing start to the season? Well, I think without being biased, I think Ryan Kent certainly deserves uh, to be player of the month. I think he's in sensational form. He's looking really sharp at the moment. He looks really happy and settled here. Uh, he's had a full pre-season under his belt. Uh, and I think his, his red card against um, Leon aside, I think he's been fantastic to watch and work with. So I'm very pleased for Ryan. I think that's totally deserved. Do you think that has made a difference, a full pre-season for him? Yeah, definitely. And I think he's had a year in Scotland now where he's, he's had a chance to settle in. Uh, I agree. I think he's been the standout player in Scotland this month. Um, he's the one guy to me this month that usually you're talking about Edward and Morelos, but Kent looks a cut above this level. Um, and fair play to him because, you know, when you're linked to him, big moves and you're being offered big money, it's not easy. You know, your, your head does get turned. So 
it just tells you a lot about Ryan Kent. He's obviously the ultimate pro. And Rob, they needed someone this season at the start with Morellas and all the talk of the distraction. He's the player above all, and especially with a rebo with an injury, we'll come to that in a moment. But Ryan Kent has really come forward. I think I think all the transfer talk has actually galvanised him. I think mm. he's kicked on from there. He's actually quite enjoyed it. He's quite oh, enjoyed yeah. the interest. I mean, uh, transfer speculation can have a, a, a different effect on different players. It depends on your personality. You you it can mix you up. It can play with your head and all the rest of it. But actually, Ryan Kent is playing probably the best football now of the time he's been at Rangers and he is a massive weapon for them this season they need to keep him fit and firing um, and try to tackle Celtic and stop them getting to 10 it's hard for me to comment on that because I've never been linked to any transfers so oh yeah, I'm yeah. Kidding, but, you know, speaking of guys like Andy yeah. Halliday he does say that Kent yeah. thrives on that being the main man does he? Yeah, yeah, I, think, just, I mean I think yeah. he, his whole life is geared towards being a top top player yeah. um, and you can see that with the way he's playing just now main man's back for Dundee United any chance we could get Lauren Shanklin you think in a wee well in the yeah, programme? Yeah. people come on they bother Lauren Shanklin I've got a good story about Lauren Shanklin okay. you're going to hold it till he comes uh, on? Well, yeah, and, and is he going to enjoy hearing it? He will, I'm gonna, it's a bad story <laughs> for me it's a good story about him <laughs> Staying with Rangers just now then that's the good news about the manager and the player of the month uh, but what about Joe Aribo then some bad news today Joe yes it's a big blow uh, Joe uh, during pre-season and the start of the season was in magnificent form he's a player we rate very highly here so I, I'm sure he'll be missed uh, over the next four weeks he's a fantastic player and a, a major talent and a major part of how we play so it's certainly a blow yeah, I mean, we've spoken about Joe Aribo a lot, haven't we, since he's been out? And that tells you a lot about the big impact he's had for Rangers so far this season. So to be missing him for another spell, and it could be up to six weeks. Um, well, the, the other midfield guys have got to step up to the plate at this point because he is uh, he is Mr. Creative in their midfield. So they'll, they'll need to, um, you know, they'll need to kick on without him. Yeah, I think Aribo, similar to Kent for me, he's a guy that can make that step again. I think he can go high, Aribo, you know, he's a good age, um, lovely feet. Uh, he's a midfielder that Rangers don't really have, a guy that can get goals, can get assists. So how much do you worry for them then without him? Well, up to now, as I've said before, I don't think they've really been tested, Rangers, you know, I don't think they've came up against a Hibs or a, or a Motherwell. Um, and I think when you do, uh, and it's uh, it's tight games, it's guys like Joe Aribo that can make a difference. So I think, I don't, I, I don't know, Barker and Hadji's came in, but for me, they're not on the same level, Aribo. So I think it could be a massive miss. I mean, four to six weeks is a long time for to miss a guy like Joe Aribo. Yeah, I think I mean Celtic fans listening to this will be rubbing their hands yeah. because he's been so good for Rangers. He is the one player. If if Rangers, if you're going to say to Rangers fans, uh, you've got to count out a player for six weeks. You know, mm. he is the, he is the guy they didn't want to be ruling out at this stage. They're top of the league. Uh, they haven't conceded a goal so far this season. They want to be um, kick starting off where they left off on the back of the international break and Joe Aribo is a big miss for them yeah if I'm playing centre midfield against Rangers the one guy I don't want to be playing against Joe Aribo mm-hmm. you know it's a guy that can pick the ball up he wants to drive at you he wants to hurt you you know for me I've said it on here before too many of the Rangers midfielders play safe for me uh, I think Joe Aribo is complete opposite in that he wants to score goals he wants to make goals um, and they've not got another player like him if you lost Jack you know you've got Stephen Davis there if you lose Kamara again you've got Davis you've got Jack I think Aribo is the one that's kind of a bit different to all of them and uh, again a massive loss for Rangers if you want to speak to Cy Ferry or Ali or to Rob 0808 17 17 700 text your message if you want go plus your message to 87474 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show other news then we're going to go here for other Neil, news won the Ferry's yes. birthday 
My mum's birthday. Is it? Happy birthday, uh, Wanda. Is she listening? 40 yeah. today. I don't know, she's in the pub. She actually was in the pub. <laughs> was she? Yeah. Uh, there was only two, her and two of her pals, so that's allowed, isn't it? I'm not sticking her in. No, I think that's okay. That's okay. It? She was social distancing yeah. as well. Yeah, because they're yeah. from two households, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, Monday, it's her and my grand, they love Vigana. Um, it's, uh, it's Monday it comes in about the three households, isn't it? I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, Is it two households? Yeah, <laughs> from Monday to two households from Monday. The police will be at my mum's door tonight, wouldn't they? Brilliant. I don't know how you managed to throw that in at that moment. I was about to give you Rangers news because Barisic is back. Mrs it's... F is doubtful. Right. Borna Barisic is back this weekend and Itton and Defoe available. So, and Roof, everything's good there. So, and Morellis. Let's hear about Morellis. What does the manager think about the, uh, I was going to say want away striker, but what is the position and how's he doing in training? He's had one day off mm. since uh, Hamilton. So he's come in uh, and trained alone with, with, with a fitness coach, which is good to see. And he'd done that off his own doing. That tells me that he's focused, that he wants to uh, get himself ready for the games that are coming up. He certainly looks better on the eye. He looks like he's getting sharper. So yeah, he's available again. He'll train this morning and he's available for selection for tomorrow. Si, you said right at the start of the season he didn't look uh, the way he did at the end of last season, certainly at the end of last year. What do you think about Morelos? Is he going to be back playing? Somebody, Rangers. Seeing that Morelos training extra hard, supposedly he's meant for a walk to a jog, so fair play at the big man. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think, you know, there's no doubt he's, a ta- he's talent. And, and, and you usually find that these guys who are the talented ones are the ones that are hard, hardest to handle. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. He looked overweight at the start of the season, didn't he? Uh, but he was still scoring goals, yeah. you know? And, and I've always said that if your top man's still scoring goals, it's hard to complain. But these top managers these days, which Steven Gerrard obviously is going to be, they're looking for the, for the, for the pe- perfect professional. You know, you look at the difference between himself and Kent, both being. Both been linked with moves, and and you just look at the nick of Ryan Kent and how he looks after himself compared to Morelos, and you know, and, and fair play to him, you know, if he's done it off his own back, it's great to hear. Um, maybe the penny's dropped him that the move might not be coming, so he needs to work hard, you know, from now until the end of the window if he wants to get away. It's good news, whatever it means, yeah. isn't it? It's it's good news potentially because he gets back in the team and he starts doing what he does, or it's good news because he shows himself to be fit and sharp and ready, and that means that the interest will kick off again in signing him, and Rangers might get the price thereafter but whatever happens he needs he needs to get back on the pitch he needs to start doing what he's doing whether he's going to stay for the season and help Rangers with his goals or whether he's going to help them by making them some money which they can possibly invest in another goal scorer I think he plays Saturday I think definitely I think after the last game against Hamilton you could see on the side how frustrated Gerrard was when Roof was missing the chances you know I think it's going to be a tough game Dundee United, I think Dundee United will come in sitting. I think they're good at it. I think they're well organised when they do sit in. And it might only be one or two chances that you get. In. And who better than Morelos to be on the pitch? Rangers going on 16 points, Hibs in 13, Celtic two games, fewer played on 10 points. So it's uh, it's hotting up nicely. It's great to be back to the domestic scene after the international. And we did get the win. We will come to that side later in the programme. But I heard uh, Rob and Ali and uh, Barry Ferguson during the week. Uh, we got We got it right. What did Fergie say? I never missed it. What did he say? 2 1 is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got, got the score right. Yeah. Is all. He got the yeah. team right and he got the score right. Yeah. He's perfect, isn't he? <laughs> what <do you> think? <laughs> and what about that? Simon Donnelly's got the breaking assistant manager. Yeah. So yeah, kept that quiet. Did we triangle me, Fergie, and Simon Donnelly for the, the Betfred Cup? I know. After his appearance on here two weeks ago, it happened. He's That's got a tough job happened. by yeah. the breaking. Uh-huh. I've said it, I said it in the office here. If we didn't beat breaking, I'm chucking football. <laughs> they were bottom league two last year, weren't they? Uh-huh. The only yeah. way is up under Sid. I think they'll do well under him and Mark Wilson. So. He's a good man. Right, we'll cross the city. That's the Rangers. We're going to hear from Ryan Kent later, uh, but let's hear from the Celtic manager Neil Lennon. So, could it be debuts tomorrow for David Turnbull? And what about Shane Duffy? Shane will go straight into the squad. Yeah, he, um, he had two games for Ireland. Um, obviously, he scored in one of them. Um, that was his first couple of games since January, so that will have done him the world of good. So, he's uh, available to play as well. Looking forward to seeing him. 
Straight in for me yep. Absolute no-brainer I think Lenny's spot on there uh, It's a godsend for Celtic Day two games You know, the international break Hudna came and he came up here No played since January Then you'd maybe start to wonder about playing him But I know he wasn't great in the two games mm. But he'll be a standout at this level for me Even, you know, speaking to guys that have played with him um, He's a winner and, and for me, he's a talker Guys like that can get through games without, without being fit You know, especially at Celtic Celtic are going to have all the ball I think he'll be the guy at the back When Celtic are dominant the game He'll be organising He'll be shouting to Aya Hold you back here Full backs on you's goal But we're going to stay safe at the back And I think if they go with a three With Duffy, Ayer and Julian With Brownie sitting in front of them It gives the, the other the other seven A licence to go and attack Because I think Shane Duffy's that good I think I think he wants to be stronger. Neil Lennon wants to be yeah. stronger defensively, uh, and he, yeah, for me he goes straight in as well, and he and he sends a message out to to Julian and and I are alongside. Yes, we want you to play good football out from the back, but when the time comes, we want you to defend. We want you to be strong. We don't want you getting pushed around by anybody. And I think Shane Duffy uh, will send that message out loud and clear. He's always been like that, Lenny. So even his mm-hmm. teams, you remember Mustorovic? He loved Mustorovic. You know, a big yes. man at big the back. Daniel. Yeah, big yeah. Daniel Mustor. Even when Lenny played, you know, you had Bobo, Mialbe, Valhan. Yeah. Their teams yeah. are built on big, strong defenders, and not only on the pitch. I think he'll help Ayer and Julian massively off it as well. Uh-huh. You know, twenty-eight played played at the top level, and I think they too have still got a lot to learn in football. For me, if they want to go on and be top centre halves, they've still got a lot to learn and get better at. And I think Shane Duffley will, will help them massively on that. And on that, he was asked about the form of Celtic so far this season. I, I don't think we've really hit top form yet, but that's understandable. It's been a bit sort of stop-start, but um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased in the main with the. Uh, our performances, obviously, the sore one is losing out in the Champions League. Uh, the performance overall, I've been yeah pretty satisfied, and uh, now we're looking to get into uh, a block of games, you know, between now and the next international break, where you know hopefully we'll really find our consistency. Do you think David Turnbull will start tomorrow or on the bench? No, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll be on the bench. I think it'll be Brown, Christie, and McGregor. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Lenny said that because you know I was I was hearing them after games saying that they were playing well and they were dominant, and I didn't agree. And I said that at the time when he's came out there and said they've no hit top form, and um, it's good to hear. You know, I think the players need to be told that it's not been good enough for me at Celtic. Uh, I think they've got two gears left in them, and I think the signings of Duffy and Turnbull will, will liven everyone up. I think midfielders now know that if you're not doing it, Turnbull will be coming in. Yeah, but the biggest thing of all for Celtic is the return of Odson Edouard, yeah. who, yeah. who missed yeah. the last couple of yeah. games. He 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 is the man uh, scoring again for the French under twenty ones during the international break. Uh, we'll probably be getting round in the next few days to talking about transfer rumours again, uh, because the, there's no doubt there'll have been clubs watching him on international duty uh, during during the last fortnight. But he's back for Celtic. He's massive for Celtic and uh, they, they will look now to continue this catch-up exercise after having their season so far interrupted. Not only that as well, so Paul, what, what, what an international break for Celtic. Lee Griffiths is back training as well. You know, For me, Lee Griffiths is Celtic's second most important player after Edward. I think he's that good, Lee Griffiths. You know, and if you've got Ajete, Edward, you've went from having no strikers to now having Ajete, Edward and Griffiths fit. I mean, for me, that's that's massive. So you think Griffiths will be back in a few weeks' time? I think he trained trained uh-huh. yesterday yep. for the first time. So yep. I think he's. Well, I've heard he's looking in decent nick. So I, I fully expect him to be in the squads. And do, and do you know what? That's massive for Stevie Clark and Scotland yep. as well. Could he be back in time and get a game or two in time to be part of Scotland against Israel? What a lift that would be! Well, if he does play, I really hope that we play better service in his feet. If he does play, because. Dearie me, I felt for the big man again on Wednesday. And then, as we said, put a cross, put crosses in the box. No rocket science. Liam Palmer gets the ball at his feet, puts a cross in the box, and the, the big man scores. We need to do more of that. Mm. I don't know who we're trying to kid with. What all this keeping possession and passing back all the time? Get the ball wide and put the ball in the box. That's what Lyndon Dykes is in the team for. 
and it works when it happens so I just hope that when Lee Griffiths does come back we give him better service than, than what the big man's had that's the Herald and Times columnist Cy <laughs> Ferry who's gone an amazing run on, on international duty we've gone from <laughs> Neil Lennon that's the thing here in Glasgow zone it's what people are talking about I mean there's a headache about Scotland but at least they won the other night we're now looking forward to tomorrow Celtic up at Ross County Rangers at home to Dundee United match of the day we're going to hear from Lauren Shankland in a few minutes as well let's hear again from Neil Lennon though so what about the team uh, the lineup? how's he feeling about going to the Highlands tomorrow important to be you know trying to impose ourselves onto the opposition but the, you know as a club you know they're very well run as a team they play good football and can be a threat at the set players you know and then Stuart they've got a very good player at this level and he can be a handful for anyone at any time but you know our mindset now is we've had a very very good couple of days training where the, the squad is buoyant and we're very much looking forward to the game Sounding very buoyant. Yeah. yeah, he's had his problems with Ross County in the past, hasn't he? Remember that Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden when the Dingwall team came out on top? Um, but I don't anticipate any such problems for uh, Celtic and Dingwall tomorrow. Yes, uh, Ross Stewart is a great player. There's obviously uh, speculation around him at the moment. But Celtic realise what has to be done here. There is a gap, nothing to do... Uh, w- well, it's all, it got everything to do with Bully Bull and Goalie, nothing to do with the rest of the squad. But they need to start uh, catching up. They, they'll be assuming that Rangers will win their game. Uh, so that means they can't... F- they, they don't want to f- be falling any further behind. They will want to win in Dingwall tomorrow. No, it's a hard place to go, Ross County. When I was at Dundee, I used to hate playing there. You know, it's uh, you? because yeah. it's a tight ground. Yeah. The changing rooms are quite small. That's how that's how pathetic I am. <laughs> Do I have enough space to stretch out? Exactly. Was it the results? Maybe. <laughs> no, we actually done well up there. Did you? Yeah. Uh, as Was that said, a lack of mirrors in the dressing room? <laughs> definitely. Uh, as we've said, say like I feel I expect Celtic to come out and make a statement tomorrow. I think with the signings that they've made and guys getting back fit, such as Edward, I expected Celtic to rack up a big score on it. I think Ross County will sit in. I do. I don't think they'll come out and have a go at Celtic, and I, and I think Celtic will take full advantage of that. It was great to hear Bertie Old last night, and I know when he was oh, he's he's even he was manager at Partick Thistle, he said to one of the players, "I won't say who, but he said, eh, son, you've you've worn out more mirrors than football studs." <laughs> <laughs> he was there before heading out to the disco later on. Coming up the next disco. here oh, at uh, the Go Radio Football Show, it's going to be Lauren Shanklin coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Hi, I'm Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry, Ali Defoy, Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show between now and seven. We've heard from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon. Coming up soon, Ryan Kent and Scott Brown. And your calls on 0808 17 17 700. Text us also at Go and your message to 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. It's a virtual kilt walk weekend, Cy. I was just talking to you about it. Judy Murray's doing it. She's up against uh, Des Clark doing something. Uh, Andy Robertson's been supporting it as well. Martin Compton the voice of Go Radio and he was on the programme a few weeks ago so are you and Rob and Ali up for doing something this weekend? 100% whatever you want me to do Paul and right, just see, see if yeah. it wasn't for my ankle ligaments yeah. I'd, I'd oh. be delighted to join in and it's here too you didn't want to get that yeah. way would you? <laughs> Ali you're up for doing it I've got my kilt on already I'm ready Paul Great. I'm well, ready so you and she that, yeah, she's in the kilt this <laughs> evening <Yes. laughs> there's a reason love it what tartan is it? Or, it's the Burberry. 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 It's, no, <laughs> it's Barrelands. It's the old gag. It's the old, it's the old gag. It's the Go Radio ones. It's the small checks. Big question. Big question. Everyone, it's yes. no pants or no pants. Yes. Well, I, we don't go there. I don't think. Oh, but, uh, yeah. I know you're a true Scotsman. But look, who are you going to race for then on the virtual kilt? What weekend? I'm going to go Beatson. Uh, oh, obviously, the Beatson. it was 
big for Brilliant. Tommy Burns and ah. such a big influence on my life. So I'll be I'll be rooting for them. Brilliant. So we're going to do it this weekend, and I'll sponsor you as well for for doing it. All of Perfect. you. That's fantastic. And Sir Tom Hunter is going to add fifty percent to everything you raise what for the charity. Man. So for the beats in. Brilliant. You know who's on the line now? I heard him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was in the Scotland squad at that point. It's the big match tomorrow. Rangers Dundee United, and delighted to welcome on the program star striker Lawrence Shankland. Lawrence, what good evening. Player. What a player. Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> How are you doing, alright? Great, we're good, thanks. How are you feeling for tomorrow? Hi, good. Um, obviously, excited to be back involved. Um, it's a big game to be a part of, so looking forward to it. Uh, did you see Mickey Mellon's reaction on BBC Sport today? No. He was he's, he was shouting, he's back, he's yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pressure, he's back. Give are us you, a goal at Ibrox. Yeah. How's he been, Lawrence? How's Mickey Mellon been? He seems like a good guy. Uh, he's been good. Um, oh, I've been kind of in and out, which is frustrating. I mean, I've been in for a couple of weeks and injured, and I've not got to work with him as much as I would, but all the boys are enjoying it, and he keeps it pretty simple for us, and let's just go and express ourselves, so uh, it's good. I wanted to ask you if you remember this game. So, I was playing for Dundee, right? I was on the bench. Three went up against Aberdeen. My mate goes down 12 minutes to go. Sai, get ready, you're going on. Aberdeen are bringing Shankland on at the same time. Don't know if he remembers us. He was only a young kid. Within two minutes, Shankland causes havoc. 3 2. I'm thinking no chance yeah, yeah. I had an absolute shocker of a 12 minutes He had a tremendous 12 minutes The game finishes 3-3 I've never felt so many faces looking at me in a dressing room <laughs> after the game So Lauren Shanklin, another one that killed my Dundee career Thanks very much mate Lawrence, do you remember that match? Do you remember it? I do, I, yeah. um, I think I won a penalty for the first one uh, It was the 3-2 and then I was quite close to the other one, but I think Ryan Jack managed to score the third one equaliser. What happened at Lawrence, uh, Aberdeen, Lawrence? Because I always, I always fancied you to go and be a big player there. Um, too heavy, probably. <laughs> that was my main problem. <laughs> In all honesty, that was probably the problem. I just wasn't fit enough, and I thought I was, but it's not until you go away for it, you realise you probably weren't doing things as well as you could have, you know what I mean? But... Um, it's been it's been part of my meeting probably and getting to where I'm now, so I'm kind of happy what to do it did. Was that attitude, Lawrence? No, there was n- there was never a end. My attitude, they never said that, and the manager would have pointed that out to me. My, my attitude was good. It was just your love of food. Aye, aye, I loved a cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was it was just probably that I had to to find what was working for me in terms of like I gym work to to my life and. Look, look at what I was eating there on my diet and be more strict to it so there was never anything in my attitude my attitude was always good it was just um, carrying a wee bit too much weight Now the last time you were on the show you told us you were going to be involved in those two Scotland games what happened? Well I was, I was kind of telling a wee bit of white lie I had an idea I might have been pulling out but um, I, I just kind of missed it with a few days to be honest it just came a wee bit too early and obviously I was gutted to, to pull out of that but um, it was good to watch the boys go and get four points on the board. You yeah. did help me with my Scotland team, but it didn't quite work out the way we planned. <laughs> was that you that picked that? No, he helped. No, I, she asked her about advice and I gave her a thought, but it was terrible, so she shouldn't have listened. <laughs> <laughs> and what what did you make of the, the performances? Obviously, I think I think it's fair to say that we probably, most of us would agree, Lawrence, that results and points on the board better than performances. Um, it's it's hard as a player to, to criticise other players. I mean, because you know that they're going out there and they're doing their best. But I felt the the Israel game we probably could have just offered a bit more going forward. When they knew they they played as well as we we could have um, in the attacking areas and didn't really create much to be honest. But um, then obviously when you go out 
check, you know, and a wee bit hiding nothing because they've they've put a squad together that's no no their full strength and people are expecting you just to go out there and run out the top of them, but it didn't yeah. quite work out that way. But I was thinking about it before the game, like the amount of players that miss it on the Scotland squad that could get called up and make a decent team still. So I, I imagine the Czech would still have decent squads run about, not I mean even the ones that are selected. So I kinda had an idea it would be a tough game, but the important thing is they went and got the point, so yeah, I mean, we've been speaking about the likes of Lee Griffiths, who potentially could come back in. Uh, Ryan Fraser, might, you know, might be ready by then. Um, Lauren Shankland uh, should be should be in the next squad as well. Uh, how are you feeling for for tomorrow? I mean, are you, are you is that you back to hundred percent now? Obviously, you need you need some games, but are you ready to rock for tomorrow? Are you ready to start? I've trained. I've trained all weekend. Tuesday on Monday, trained with the boys. I was back in Wallfield training, so. I'm as ready as you can be, really. Obviously, um, I'll need to get game time to find my total sharpness again. But I felt quite good in training, feeling fit, and I felt quite sharp to start with. So um, I'll be ready for whatever part I need to play. What's the pattern for you for Dundee United? Are you in the Glasgow area tonight for the match tomorrow? Well, no. Um, we're just travelling down tomorrow. We'll get pre-match um, in Glasgow, and then we'll just travel again for there. And still no fans at the game. Rangers had hoped to make it, maybe get four or five hundred, but uh, that's not going to happen just now. Uh, we're all missing the fans, uh, Lawrence. So hopefully in a few weeks' time you will have a, a match at Tanadice with the Tangerine fans there. I know. Hopefully, um, obviously they've, they've started kind of the process with the two games that we're testing it um, this weekend. So that's kind of looking positive. So fingers crossed, all goes well there, and we can just keep adding numbers to it um, every week. And, Back to full stadium soon enough. And tomorrow you're up against this man, the Player of the Month, Ryan Kent. You know, my dialogue with the club was that I'm in a you know very good position at the moment. I'm enjoying my my football. Um, you know, and as as long as I can be happy going out on the pitch, um, you know, winning games, playing for the team, then you know I'm I'm happy where I am. Is it a great start to the season, Lawrence? Yeah, as I um, fully deserve nearly a world he's picked up. Um, obviously, seen seen quite a lot of Rangers this week in footage and that we've been watching and he's kind of at the heart of everything so um, he has one that we'll need to try and keep quiet but we'll look to go there and, and show what we can do as well we believe we've got decent players in the squad and the boys away you can't really get a bigger stage and I got some back to go and express yourself so um, fingers crossed all goes well for us and we can get some of the game A lot of the young boys have done well Lawrence this season it's a big test for the, the, the right back who's been playing well is it Nelson? Lewis, Lewis Nelson Nielsen yeah Ivan Nielsen um, He's only boy, he? seven. He is He's only 17 He's an absolute unit To be fair So um, He's done really well The game just came in um, It's always good When a manager Gives you that chance And mm. they don't put A lot of pressure on you So he seemed to have Just thrived Under the new gaffer And he's done really well So um, fingers crossed He can produce Another good performance tomorrow. I think what's helped him As well is the work rate uh, uh, Bolton in front of him he, he can run can't he And he's a good player Aye Bolton's is good um, He gets something down Obviously We've been playing the three at times and Boltz has been playing the right wing back and he's, he's been tracking his runner well and he's given us a bit going forward as well. He's had a few chances and I'm sure he'll be able to turn them into goals eventually. So he is doing well. He's been a good signing for us. Right, mate. Big question on Dundee. We've spoke about on here before. I know you said now you're the ultimate pro, but Clark's <laughs> Bakery's, what's your order? Um, <laughs> Have you been? Uh, of course I've been. Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you need to go over I, I kind of change it up I've no, I've no stuck too much To be honest But I, I like to try a lot As you would know What about nightlife in Dundee You been at? Some I place in it I've been out Once or twice Twice last year But once is like A 
a meal with the full team and all the girlfriends and all that, so that doesn't really count, does it? Where did you go? Um, where did we go? <laughs> it was that good, you can't remember. <laughs> is, is it? Uh, Bellini's Oh I want to know is my, is my statue still standing Outside Fat Sam's <laughs> aye, I was polishing it <laughs> Again man Si Lawrence Si's due to play there On Tuesday night aren't you we're For Peter Head yeah, yeah we're playing Dundee In a yeah. friendly yeah So Lawrence you might get a ticket You might be allowed in As a, a, a You know and Probably not mind you But it'd be great to come and see you Si Come up yeah. mate And I'll put you off football for life You'll never <laughs> want to watch it again what, what about England starts this weekend, Ali? You were just uh, thinking there for Lawrence. Lawrence, who do you think is going to win? Is it Liverpool again for this season? Or who is going to win in England? Um, I'm like not like a Chelsea. Mm, uh, uh-huh. The signings, they say they made a lot of good signings. And they were actually doing well with what they had at the end of last season. So I think if they've added to that, and they have added a lot of quality, I think they'll be a force. So it'll be interesting. Taking it back to, to what's happening in Scotland um, tomorrow... For a, for a comeback, is Ibrox a good place to do it for you, Lawrence? Big stage? It would be, aye. Um, it would be perfect to go, and, to go and grab a goal there and get myself underway for the season. But um, just fingers crossed we can go and get a result, to be honest. We know we're obviously facing a good side and we've kept six clean sheets out of six games, so it's going to be tough for us. But um, it's one we're looking forward to. It was a, one of the bonuses of getting promoted as the games like this you go and play. So. Yeah. Is there a chance you can maybe slip under the radar as far as they're concerned? They've got the they're picking up all these awards, the monthly awards at the moment. They're uh, looking at signings and how they what well, the impact they can have. Morelos has has been training hard. He could play tomorrow. They're 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 talking a lot about the the pluses at the moment. Might they just take their eye off Dundee United a little bit? I don't think they'll. If I'm honest, I think it's too big a season for them. Maybe doing that they'll obviously be. Fully focused on the game and, and being at home, they they know how tough they make it for teams to go there. So um, we're expecting a tough end. Fingers crossed, we can slip under the radar and, and grab a result. That'd be perfect. I don't imagine you'll have gone uh, off the deep end about a four 0 win last time out. I know you weren't involved in it at Kilmarnock because they were they were incredible. The, the goals were incredible. They were clinical. Uh, Kilmarnock. It was a great day for them. They needed that win badly, um, but it wasn't as if Dundee United were were too bad in that game, really, because it looks it from the scoreline. But actually, United had it had had you guys got the first goal, it could have been different. It was. All, I watched it. Obviously, I wasn't, I wasn't involved, but um, it was one of the games we had quite a lot of possession, and we just seemed to get everything they caught us on the counter. They were clinical, and, and they scored all the chances. So. It's, it was one of the games you can have as much possession as you want but if you don't score then you're not going to win um, so fingers crossed the, the possession we've had we can start turning that into chances and goal scoring opportunities and hopefully I can convert a few of them but it's still been a solid start for United even, even with that defeat uh, you got points on the board early on and, and performances have been good and as Sai's been saying it it's really encouraging when you when you get youngsters through the academy into the first team and, and they, they don't look out of place and, and that's certainly been the case so far I mean, Logan Chalmers is another um, youngster who, who's been blooded um, and he's proving difficult to leave out Yeah, all the young boys were they were involved last, last season to be fair but no, it was just a team of we were doing that well and in the league and we're kind of fine so it's tough to get into a team when they're playing like that but this season um, we're probably a bit shorter in numbers and the chances have came up for them and it's up to them to go and take them and so far they have so hopefully they keep, they keep doing what they're doing Lawrence it's obviously been quite difficult obviously you've been out for the past kind of six weeks how do you with lockdown and everything else that's going on how do you keep that mental strength to train and to get back fit it must be quite difficult 
I consider this is about my third pre-season I've had today since <laughs> March. It's, it's, it's not been ideal, but um, it's just why they think. You know you're not too far away. It wasn't a serious injury, so I knew I was in it really long term. So if you go that in your head, you know, you can stay focused. And it's just about keeping your fitness. And I've obviously been unfit before, so I'm no very keen to go back to that state. So I kind of know how to look after myself now, and that kind of helps me keep focused. Uh, Lawrence, how much did uh, Ian McCall help you with your fitness and uh, and getting in good nick? Because obviously I know Ian and he hates people being overweight and out of shape and he's a character as well. Did he really help your career? He did, I was huge. Um, to be fair, no, you, no, you were huge. <laughs> you were huge. When <laughs> 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 well, um, I went into it, I wasn't that, was that bad. But I kind of worked that hard early summer to get myself in good shape that I knew I'd be taking the next chance I could get and grabbing it. I mean, and thankful enough it it was him that air and for then on he just seemed to fill me with confidence and he was just the perfect fit for me at that time in terms of manager to get me going again and I'll need, I'll need to thank him forever to be honest Some man. and just quickly your new signing Flo Hottie what mm-hmm. kind of player is he? he's um, left sided he's, he's technically really good to be honest he's, I've only really trained him the last two days so, but the boys that have been training with him have been impressed he's, he's got a bit about him so um, fingers crossed he can bring that to the games Lauren Shanklin before you go uh, Sai and Ali and Rob are doing the kilt walk this weekend I know that the uh, trust at Dundee United were uh, doing it in Dundee would you sponsor them next time there's a win bonus <laughs> will you sponsor yeah, definitely oh, he's yeah. got a few quid by the way I know, uh, yeah. the deal, I know the deal he's on at Dundee United I'm okay. expecting a big donation by the way and he deserves it <laughs> Scottish talent great Lawrence You're gonna, he's doing it for the Beatson in fact so that would be great Lawrence sorry to spring that hey, on Lawrence. you but great to hear you again and good luck for the rest no, of the season good. Oh, Thank you very Lawrence. much. We're back after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go, go, go. And that's the number to get Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, and Ali Defoy. 0808 17 17 700. And we're at all the socials at the Go Football Show. And text at Go and your message 87474. Back in the domestic scene this weekend. Looking forward to the matches. All six uh, games, three o'clock tomorrow. I can't remember when that last happened. Aberdeen Kilmarnock, Livingston against Hamilton, Motherwell against St Johnson, Rangers Dundee United, Ross County Celtic, and St Mirren against Hibs. And there'll be 300 fans at Dingwall for the match there, Ross County Celtic, and uh, at Petorgia, where you'll be, Rob, for Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Yep, two teams um, who had great results going into the international break, looking to uh, start the way they left at Aberdeen won at Easter Road last time out that was a really good win for them they're on the up and up definitely and that that result we were just talking to Lawrence about there Lawrence Shankland that 4-0 win for Kilmarnock against Dundee United they were sparkling that day I wonder if they can uh, uh, give Aberdeen a bit of that it should be a good game because usually you would uh, you would associate these two teams with quite defensive football but they seem in the last couple of performances that they've been going for it obviously Kelly are playing two up now with Kabamba and um Brophy and Aberdeen have got Watkins and Hedges up front, so I think it'll make for a great game. I think Dell's, I think Dell's the man. You know, I really like Dell McInnes. I think he's getting his squad in, in in a right good shape now. I seen yesterday he's let Craig Bryson go. Yeah. Now that's ruthless. You know that tells me that he's not happy with maybe goings on inside the uh, inside the dressing room. Bryson's not been playing on big money. Need to get him out. You know, yeah. and, and hopefully he can blood another youngster in. But no, I really like the way both teams are looking. But I, I do fancy Aberdeen. I spoke to him on Tuesday, Derek McInnes, and he and he was he was bubbly uh, because of yeah. the way that the the first part of the season had, had ended. And it's really funny because we were not so long since we were talking about that striker crisis at Aberdeen, where they'd nobody. Then they brought in Marley Watkins. Curtis Main has come back. 
Um, Sam Cosgrove ahead of schedule. Mm. Uh, Ryan Edmondson is about to come back from Leeds. Wow. Uh, he's yeah. just about ready uh, as well. And then there's Bruce Anderson as well. So, so suddenly they've got five strikers to pick from having had none. And what I like again about Derek McInnes is we say all the time he loses all his best players. He's now got a squad at a great age as well. If you think McCrory, Ferguson, as you said, Hedges, these are all young guys. You know, these have got five or six years where they could be a right good team. So fair play to Derek. You know, you're losing players every year and he still manages to get your McCrory's. I mean, what a signing Ross McCrory is for Aberdeen. Phenomenal. At 23 yeah. year old to get him in the door he could be the Aberdeen captain for the next 10 years Ross McCrory Lewis Ferguson the same so nah he's a great manager and, and having sat and spoke football with him you can see why guys want to play for him uh, and I've said it before I think Aberdeen will finish third this year no, no doubt now for me and when they get the new ground Rob it'll make such a difference as well it's time to go from Pataudry isn't it it's tired yeah yeah. I mean obviously that's been that was going to take a while anyway they've got yeah. the training ground it's a lovely uh, training base mm-hmm. that they have now which mm-hmm. makes a real difference yeah. in terms of selling the club to players yeah. when they come and have a look really up, yeah. up state-of-the-art training ground but the stadium you know with the best will in the world is going to be a long way off proper club and sorry sorry to interrupt you Paul but also the signing of Johnny Hayes I mean you're getting a guy that's won six trophies in the last two years and your squad on a free transfer as I say that's the power of Derek McInnes Mm -hmm. you know this window for Aberdeen has been brilliant to get the calibre of player of Ross McCrory and Johnny Hayes and add it to that squad can only be great we go on the phone lines take some calls it's Sean's on the line a Rangers fan hi Sean good evening thanks for phoning the Go Radio Football Show Hi, are you alright? Yeah, we're all good, right, thanks. Sean. You okay? Hi, good, thanks. Right, what's your point? What's your question? Um, my point is, is, it's a bit about Stephen Gerrard's signings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed he, he doesn't seem to be keen on Scottish talent. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of who was just on, Shanklin mm-hmm. and Lewis Ferguson. I'd love to see us go for players like that, but he's gone and got this Italian, the Swiss boy, and I, I know nothing about him. I'd rather somebody like Shank London the door. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes was mentioned at that point, but didn't happen. He went QPR. Well. Yeah. Sai, what do you reckon? No, I think he makes a great point. You know, I think uh, I've always said this, you know, when we've talked about Celtic as well with Kamala and Sorrow. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sign guys for two and three million for me, I would go and get them for the Scottish Leagues mm-hmm. because you know that they can play in the league. You know what you're going to get from them. Okay, they might not come in and play straight away, but they'll help, they'll improve the squad massively. I think. What Celtic have done have played nine million quid for the top ones. Edward, Jill, Julian, seven seven million. Celtic went and got uh, Turnbull for three million. Again, for me, a great signing. Surprised again. Rangers won it in for Turnbull. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was a no-brainer for Rangers to compete with Celtic and trying to get him in the door. And I agree. I think guys like Lewis, Lewis Ferguson can go and play for Rangers. No bother. You know, a guy who supports the club. And again, I'm surprised that Ross McCrory was allowed to let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay, might not play play a lot this season, but in two or three years could be ready to go and play for Rangers so I think you make a great point Sean and, and I totally agree with you so I agree Rob McLean what do you think? Yeah I mean and Lyndon Dykes is a great example isn't he because you only have to in, in a struggling Scotland team yes the results were great the performances weren't though you have to look at how well he did in those games uh, he would have been uh, south of £2 million for, for Rangers uh, that could have been that could have been a really good signing and as you say Sean I mean we're, you know, we're, we're into Un- uncharted territory aren't we with, with Kemar Roof and with Cedric Eaton um, you know they both could prove to be great players but how many goals are they going to bring if Morelis is on the way out yeah Morelis is going to be difficult to replace the only guy I can see that can score goals like that is Shanklin mm. and folk I've, heard, I've spoke to people and they say oh he's not he's not done it in the Premiership yet but Goal scorers will score goals wherever. Yeah. In any league, that's my opinion about it. So. Yeah, I agree. And he's, 
Even on the London Dykes thing, you know, I think Celtic and Rangers games are going to be massive this year in terms of deciding the league. I mean, if you're asking Christopher Julian who would you rather play against, Big Eton or, or London Dykes, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'd pick Eton every time, you know. If you think that, that was Stephen Gerrard looking at what London Dykes has done to Celtic in the past, it would have been a no brainer if you can get him for, for two million quid. So, um, yeah, Shanklin as well for me, I agree. I've watched a lot of Lauren Shankland um, and I've watched him in games in the Premiership this season, the first two games. And again, he was a standout for me in the Dundee United team. He never scored, but in terms of his play and his touch, he just looked like a cut above the rest. Um, and I think as well, you know, a Rangers supporter, Lauren Shanklin, a Rangers supporter. You can never have enough of them at the club. And, and again, for the money you would get Lauren Shanklin for, for me, would be, a, would be a good signing for Rangers. However, Sean, as a Rangers fan, you must be happy. The manager of the month, the player of the month, uh, they're both yours and you're top of the table. Yeah, it's actually, I've played, played well, they're defending brilliantly now. They've not really had a, a test chair, that's the only thing, but playing-wise are doing well, but I need to see them score more goals. Mm-hmm. That's because we could come a goal difference if it's going to be tight all the way through. How concerned are you, Sean, about the absence of Joe Aribo for maybe the next six weeks? Aye, that's a problem because he's, he's really... Uh, I can see why uh, the old manager, I can't remember his name now, uh, Charlton. Lee Boyer. Boyer, that's it. I remember Boyer being raging about him leaving. You can see why. He's really yeah. a captain player. I really hate him. So I'm glad that he's injured just now. Sean, what's your prediction tomorrow? What's your scoreline? Um, could be tough, but I think they'll come through it. Uh, 2-0, I think. 2-0 for Rangers. Thanks a lot, Sean, calling in there. Uh, 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show. Uh, we're going to a Motherwell fan now. Stu is on the line. Stu, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hi, how are you doing? How are you doing, panel? Great, oh, thanks. Great, yeah. Hiya. So what's in your mind tonight? Um, listen, obviously, I know you've obviously covered uh, the last week, obviously, Sai, I listened to your show as well, but Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wants to talk what, about what, it. What do you think... Yeah. What, what do you what do you guys think will, will take for Scotland to be successful again at, at international level? If I knew that, mate, I'd be I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, if I'm being totally honest, I think we need, and this is so harsh to say because Steve Clark's only been in the job for so long. But the players that we've got in the squad, we've got, I just think we're far too defensive. You know, I think, and what right. Steve Clark was good at me was being a defensive manager. Now look at his defence now, and for me, it's all over the place. So if St- yep. if we can't get that right with Steve Clark, then I'm worried because I don't think the attacking sense is is any is uh, anywhere near as good as he. Sorry, I'll start that again. I think coaching an attacking team is he's nowhere near as good as he is coaching a defensive team, and I think he's struggling with that just now. You know, the fact that McTominay for me made the most mistakes in the first game and he played the second game that didn't work. Yep. So what's he going to do now? Is he going to drop McTominay and put somebody else in? We're ten months down the line, and for me, Steve Clark is nowhere near knowing he's starting 11. And that's worrying for me. You know, right. a manager to be in a job for 10 months uh, and not know he's starting 11. I spoke to Michael O'Neill, the Northern Ireland manager. I mentioned that on my show. You know, the first thing he said when he got the Northern Ireland job was get, get 11, 12, 13 players that I know I want to make my starting 11 up and stick with their players. Play them in friendlies, play them in competitive games. Make it like a club feel. And, sit, and Scotland are miles off that for me. And that's a worrying thing, you know. To be 10 months in the job and not really know your starting lineup, um, it worries me a lot. Stu, what would you do to sort Scotland out? Um, well, I don't know, but I, I kind of feel I agree with what Sai's saying that we're obviously trying to be quite defensive minded and our defence isn't great, but I don't know if we should maybe go back to the 4 3 3. I don't know what we should kind of do, but I think a lot of the kind of guys in there are kind of, they play with their clubs and don't seem to do it at Scotland, so it's kind of a tricky one to put the question on. I don't know 
What you guys think of that? See that the midfield players. I I think Steve Clark likes defensive midfield players. Midfield players to play defensively. I don't think we you've got we've got midfielders that want to go forward. We've got midfielders that want yeah, to attack. Right. They want to press high. They want to go and get the ball back high. They're dynamic. And for me, they look complete different players to what they are at their club team. I mean, I, I, I yep. don't. Can, if you can tell me what Scotland's aim was in the two games in terms of on the ball, what, what was their, what was their, what was their aim on the ball? I, I can't tell you. I was. Because see, John Fleck at Sheffield United, I think he's a good wee player, and I've been crying out for him to get a game. And yeah. then the other night, I just he just never done it, and it's just, it's just can't put your finger on it. Si, can a manager change the way that he thinks about the game? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you've got your principles mm-hmm. and you stick to them. You know, and I think I know Barry argued that formations didn't matter for me, but for me they do. I think now in football, formations and tactics are huge. I mean, you see Arteta, the, the difference he's made to Arsenal. And you speak to Tierney, and the difference between one manager and another, the difference it can make is massive in terms of tactics. Knowing the players that you've got, what suits them. I, I don't. I just don't know where this three four threes came from. Why are we now trying this ten months yeah. into the job? Yeah. Why haven't we got a formation that you know the group of players you've got? Write a wee formation down That you think that would work best For the players that I've got And stick with it And go with that mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work Then okay Maybe I'm not the man To do the job But to keep changing constantly Just never works in a, a, in a team for me Can I say four points out of six? <laughs> yeah Yeah fair play But, but you were looking for six out of six I was going performance yeah. You know when yeah. we played With the canny and stuff like that Results yeah great But you know yourself as a player It's performances You know, you're, you know you're, good, you're a good team When you're playing well Okay you might not win every game But for me The players will know that it's not been great Rob shouldn't we beat Israel at home We're going to have to next month But Yeah I mean the 4.56 You would have thought Would have come the other way around Exactly Because yeah. had we been playing The Czech Republic Strongest team yeah. Away from home we, yeah. we certainly would have settled For a, mm. for a point in that yeah. game I think um, But yeah we, sh- we should be beating them at home And we have to beat them at home Because this is the crunch game Coming up Whatever mm. happened in these two games um, Let's hope Scotland can find something In terms of A, a more sparkling performance because we need to win this game because it's going to be Norway or, or Serbia potentially in the playoff final and if it's Nor- look what Norway did <laughs> wow. to, to yeah. Northern Ireland and Belfast the other night and that would be a worry you can win another game you could beat the guys like uh, throw with Israel and beat Czech Republic but if you keep playing that way Norway will give you a done Stu your Motherwell no. fan can ask you about Motherwell we're hearing that St Mirren Hibs will go ahead tomorrow so that's good news Stu what do you think about Motherwell looking for the first win and tomorrow you're at home to St Johnson uh, well it's a difficult start to the season, but I don't know if it's kind of... Um, I think he's still trying to find his best team, whereas I think he still needs to kind of get the guys like Tony Watton team and a few other guys that I think have been crying out for the game as well. So I'm th- hoping we'll get the win tomorrow, but it'll not be easy because I think St. Johnson are looking not too bad under the new guy, the Calum Davison, so it'll be a tricky tricky game at home, but I'm thinking we'll get the win. And again, Motherwell have probably been somewhat of Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, see all this chopping and uh, changing and changing formations and changing players. Aye, that's it. In my experience of teams, it never works. You know, get a team and stick yeah. to it and... Alright you might lose a couple of games But that's what happens in football You know stick with the guys That, yeah. that you know have been there And done it And, and it'll turn It will turn But I've no doubt That Motherwell will, will get out of this and, and, and finish top six Will you get the points tomorrow Do you think Stu? Uh, yeah but I think we'll win I'll probably think 2-1 I think 2-1 Okay Yeah Great manager there And it's just yeah. everyone was saying Top three You know maybe fourth And then bottom of the table Hard to believe Sometimes hard to get away from there But there's so much time Still to go Rob Yeah there is time yeah. But they need to start winning Yeah, uh, I mean because we've been Bigging them up Right from the start of the season I mean I remember The, the, the first game up in, up in Dingwall We looked at the team When it came out that night In the course of the show And we said What a team that is What a squad Because look what's on the bench But uh, we keep talking about the, the strength of the squad But you've still got to win a game uh, And that 
you know, you will you will be expecting and hoping that starts tomorrow. In the next hour, we're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard. We're going to hear a bit more from Neil Lennon and Scott Brown joining us as well. We hear from him. That's all coming up after the news. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Second hour of the programme, 0808 17 17 700. Give us your calls. Paul Cooney here with Cy Ferry, Rob McLean and Ali Defoy. And the match looks as though St Mirren Hibs is going ahead this weekend. Cy, it's great to see all six matches tomorrow. Yeah, it's what we want, don't we? We want everyone playing games. Uh, I think that'll be a great game as well. As I say, I like the look at all the games this week. Uh, obviously, we need to know who the two St Mirren players are. Yeah. But... Uh, what a chance for Hibs as well. well know we, know one, we know who one of them is anyway, Jack Arnick. And, and that they is that's a team loss, sheet, so yeah. you'll yeah. find out. And, that, that's, that, and that's a real blow because he's, he's been probably the best player so far. Yeah, and Hibs on good form. You know, they'll fancy St. Mirren without Arnick. With Jack Ross on the show last night, were you listening? No, I wasn't yes. listening. Was yeah. he good? Was he? Do you not listen to me? Right like, I'm, I'm busy. I was writing my column. I was hosting a game show with Gordon Ramsay. I'm, I'm up to Getting his mum's birthday present. Exactly. What was Jack Ross saying? He was very good. Listen to the podcast, okay? Okay, okay? Remember the podcast there? Um, we had 50,000, I think, tuning in the or listening in. Yeah, so that was over. good the other day, over 50,000. So remember, it's there, Ali, isn't it? How do we get it? All the socials? Yeah, just jump on at Go Football Show. All of the details are on there, whether you're Spotify, iTunes, or whatever it be, Podbean, they're all on there. Because people are saying, you know, we're, they're talking about it. We see the posters up around Glasgow. There's going to be more and more. Spread the word, five till seven every night Monday to Friday and of course don't forget the breakfast show every day 6 until 10am yeah the breakfast team are fantastic you've got Grado and you've got Crofty and oh, you've no, got Adele <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh yeah because he's doing a bit of panto I can't wait for that I love, panto a, wee, I love a panto yeah. oh that's my favourite are we going to go watch him well the... virtually yeah oh yeah <laughs> keep forgetting eh we'll have to do it virtually Bottom Barry list. will be gutted Barry Ferguson will be here on Monday night. Neil McCann was on last night on the programme as well. Going to panto. I think so, you know. <laughs> no, no, Could you imagine no. Barry Ferguson at a pantomime? He is a oh. pantomime dame for Barry Ferguson, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bat on me. Ranger, Sorry, Fergie. Yeah, we're going to hear from Neil Lennon again. We're going to ask about the Tom Rogic affair. What's the situation there? Um, what about the Stephen Gerrard? We were speaking to him today, or it was the media conference, and he was asked, so still, what, three weeks to go for the transfer window? Any more signings coming to Rangers? There's not an imminence in terms of that. Uh, and that's the same with uh, outgoings as well, or interest in our players. Um, it's very quiet at the moment. Rob, does that surprise you? or? Yeah, I just wonder. I, I think if the right right player came up, came up and became available, and it was the right price, I still think there might be activity in the in the market from Rangers. Um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, in the coming weeks to see a bit more of Cedric Eaton and Kemar Roof and see what they're going to offer. Are they going to give Rangers added goals? And and also Morelos continues to be intriguing, doesn't it? Mm. Um, he, he's been training well. He's just missed one day uh, since the Hamilton game. Um, is he going to be back in the side Si reckons he's going to start tomorrow against Dundee United will he be back to his best will he be scoring goals and then suddenly the all the transfer speculation vanishes yeah, I think one thing you don't want at these clubs is too many players you know if you can get a good one in that's going to come and improve your starting 11 then it's a no brainer to go and get them but Stephen, the last thing Stephen Gerrard needs is bringing guys in they're sitting on the bench and they're playing gives you extra headaches um, you know Stephen Gerrard's now a, a a place where he kind of knows he's best 14 for me you know and why give yourself more problems by bringing in maybe guys that that are not up to that level I think a lot will depend on whether Morelos goes if Morelos goes I think there will be maybe two two big signings but if not I think Stephen Jenner's quite happy with the way his squad is now Do you think Morelos will stay or go? I think he'll stay I do I know yeah. it's a big shout but as I've said I just 
you know, these top managers today, they're looking for ultimate professionals. They didn't want guys that are going to give them headaches. They don't need that. There's so many good players out there that they could go and get. Yeah, I think I think that's a story that can blow in the breeze. It can change very quickly, I think. If the price had been right, maybe two or three weeks ago, maybe Rangers would have accepted it. But because he's he's been trying to get himself fit, he's not been playing, the interest has probably waned a bit. Mm. So if he comes gets back in the side and starts scoring goals again and looks like he wants to do it, then he could be massive for Rangers still this season. What do you think Rangers would, would rather? Would Rangers rather he went or would they rather he stayed? They haven't question, seen enough. They haven't seen enough of Roof. You've hardly seen no. anything at all. No. I mean, I Roof's done quite well, but Morelis scores so many goals. Look yeah. how many last year, and what he did in Europe as well. That yeah, I would say today they want him to stay. A week ago, I would have said to go. Yeah, if I'm a Rangers but, player, yeah. I'm desperate for him to stay. Mm-hmm. I, I've said that so many times. See, when you've got a guy in your team that you know can get you 25 goals, Talisman. you know you know that you might not play well every week, but if you've got that guy up front, he's a guy that could win your leagues. And I, anyone else is for me is a gamble. I think there's another guy that, that, that Rangers fans want to see firing very soon is Yanis Hadji. Because yeah. we're, we're talking about signings, there was quite a bit of money invested in him, and he got off to that great start, of course, in the Europa League, the goals against Braga. Uh, he became an instant hero. Then uh, Rangers turned that loan into, into a permanent deal. Um, he's not been at his best in, in the last few weeks. He's one that the Rangers fans really want to see delivering. Yeah, he needs to do more. You know, we, we know he's got the ability because he showed that last year. But the thing about being a Rangers player is it, it can't be just a good six months. You need to come with paid money for you now. You need to step up to the plate. Look what Ryan Kent is doing on the other side. Can you go and match it? What I do, will say is that although he's not playing well, he scored, he scored a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. So no, you know, he, he's he, he's doing his bit. But we're expecting so much more from him. And and, and the thing is, it is Rangers are playing well just now. And the fact that they're playing well and he isn't playing well worries me. You know, what's he going to be like when Rangers aren't playing well? And he needs to dig in and he needs to run back. Is he going to be able to do that? That's my one question over Hadji. Well, let's hear from Gav, a Rangers fan who's on the line. Hi, Gav. Thanks for calling. Hi there, you all right? Hi, Gav. Hi, Gav. Yeah, good. So what do you think, Morelis? Would you keep him or would you sell him? Uh, at this point, I would sell him. But, I mean, originally I wanted to keep him. I think if uh, we got the two strikers that we got in and Morelis, I think that was... Uh, that would be quite a strike force to go forward with, but at this point, I'd probably get rid. How come? Why, Gav? Why? I just, like, like everyone say, I just don't think he's fully real at the minute, and I just think if we can get 20 million minimum, I mean, I wouldn't take anything less than 20 million, to be honest. I think he's getting downplayed for his price. Um, um, I just think we've got to take it and strengthen elsewhere, because I think the team's in a good, I think the first 11's in a good shape right now, anyway. The thing is, he might be playing up just now, but if you if you do keep him in the transfer window shuts, I think that changes. You know, I think he gets the head back onto winning the league for Rangers. Um, so, for me, I know you're saying you'd get rid of him, Gav. What other areas of the team would you would you strengthen if he did go? Um, it's quite it's quite a tough one really because I really like the team. I don't think it's as as bad as people think. I mean, I, I mean, Bark is getting a hard hard run at the minute, and I just think the boy hasn't had a chance. I mean, we've got we've had Ojo there who's had thirty games. We've had. Kent's had two seasons. Hadji's had every game almost since he's arrived. I just think Barker needs a bit more game time. And that, that's um, my point. Though the team's playing well, I think the only area that they are missing now is, is a goal scorer. So for me, it would be it would be stupid to get rid of to get the guy that can do that for you. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think wrong. the team needs much else. Mm-hmm. No, if, I don't. I, honestly, I think we're I think we're we are we are looking very good at the minute. And if, I think. I think we, I think we, we are very close to, to building something quite, quite good and quite special that could go on from here as well. I think this is just the beginning. We've still to really find out. I think Gav, 
what Cedric Eaton and, and Kemar Roof are in the way of what, what kind of strikers they are. Because if, if Steven Gerrard thought Alfredo Morelos was going to be sold, would he not have signed an out-and-out goal scorer? It depends what he's looking at. I mean, I, I've not seen enough of it, Eaton, to be honest, have we? And Roof, Roof looks very intelligent. I, I don't know if... Um, I don't know what you've seen of him, but he looks like he's trying to bring more players into the game rather yeah. than just rely on, on Roof. And for me, he seems to be he seems to be a couple of steps ahead of everybody else at the minute. And he's not even sharp yet. Yeah, I, I really like Roof outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's it, outside the box. Uh, exactly. In yeah. my experience, you can't, you can't win a league. You can't win a league without a 25-goal season striker. And for me, OK, I've only seen wee bits of uh, Eton. I think he played at home to St Myrne. Um, and again, just going on that game, he, he doesn't look like a natural finisher to me. You know, I might be judging him too quickly. Uh, Roof the same, but the chances at the HUD and just the way he was striking the ball. You know, Morelos for me, unless you can go and get a, a top striker to come in and score twenty-five goals, you know, you can get. You need to keep a hold of guys like him because he's the guy that will inevitably win, win you the league. Gav, you did have a wee question, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did we not get that far as a question? No, let's do the question. Uh, well, it was to do with the pressure of playing for Rangers Celtic. Obviously, size size being in a, in around it. And my question was: is is it something you can learn to deal with, or or grow to 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 deal with, or is it you just you've got you've got that mental approach to to being there, or you haven't? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody knows that hasn't been in the situation. So what a question. Um, yeah, what a question. Well, for me, mate, it was ingrained in us as a kid, you know, coming through. I mentioned him on my podcast this week, Tommy Burns. He he, he made sure for the age of 12 that you knew what it meant to go and play for Celtic and how hard it was going to be in the pressure. And ultimately, the ones that went and done it were the ones that could deal with it. So no, you can't. You know, you can try and tell these people, I couldn't have done it. And I'll be totally honest with that. And that was probably my downfall. I couldn't uh, couldn't handle the pressure of going down every week. Whereas Aidan McGeady could, because he had so much belief in himself. He had so much confidence. Aidan would make a mistake, he'd want the ball again. I would make a mistake, I'd maybe hide for five minutes. And that's the difference. Charlie McGrew is the same, you know. Big Charlie would tell you, probably not the most talented one in our, in our team, but the best mindset. You know, he, he could make a mistake and Big Charlie would take the ball again. Mistake, take it again. So, I, don't th- I think you can try, but ultimately it comes down to the individual. And I think... That's why I've got so much respect for guys like James Forrest, Callum McGregor, who can go and do it week in, week out for Celtic because it is not easy. Is I'll it that belief you. they've got in themselves? That's a, it's that belief. Yeah. You know, as I say, you can be you can be coached a million a million mm. hours a week, but it's that inner belief in yourself. And that's the most important thing about being a Celtic and Rangers player for me. You see it in Barry Ferguson. You, yeah. I mean, character. Talk about character. You know, a guy who has total belief in his ability. Mm. No matter if 60,000 think he's hope. Aidan McGeady's the prime example, honestly. Mm. I remember watching games and the crowd are on Aidan's back for 60 minutes and it did not affect him one mm. bit. He would still take the ball, he'd still lose it and he'd want it again. And that's the difference. Someone who's... Someone, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, someone who's handling the pressure really well for Rangers at the moment uh, and the, all the transfer speculation that's been on him uh, for the last few weeks as well as is Ryan Kent. Yeah. I mean, outstanding. Yeah. And, and presumably you see him as central uh, to what Rangers can achieve this season. Is it, sorry, I, I just on Kent, I just feel like he's had two seasons to really grow into that mentality. Uh, so therefore, it, it, it can be developed a wee bit. Um, because... I think he's well. He's only one person, but how do you go buy somebody and know that they've got that? That's what I don't understand. How how do we get that? Because we can't afford to be spending fifteen million on a player that plays under that pressure right now. So how do we find out who's who's able to handle that pressure? Well, I will say we can't. Though is I think he's played his best football when there's not been a crowd there. And I, again, I uh, think that I makes know. a massive difference. You know, as I've said before, before on here, you know, playing 
at an empty Ibrox is a lot easier than playing in front of 50,000 at Ibrox because when you maybe are losing the ball and you, you maybe tend to hide then you know so that'll be the big test for these Rangers players okay they're playing really well just now but we've seen it so many times last year in front of the, that crowd maybe when they're 0-0 with 60 minutes to go and the crowd start to turn that's when you you see the true mark of a Rangers player it's a great question but, and it's a, but it's a really difficult one to answer yeah. isn't it you know mm-hmm. how do you find a player who you know is going to adapt and is the, has got the right character the right personality that can cope with the demands of, of not doing it once every three or four weeks but doing it every week and knowing what it means to, to play for a big club and it's a great one we could put to Barry on Monday night as well Cyan yeah. uh, Barry will be on with yeah. us and it is because he, he's so focused Gav as you know he comes in no matter what he's talking about he's those the way he looks he's so he's just got that total focus and belief in himself yeah definitely I was on yeah. I was on the show on Monday and uh, to speak to, uh, to I spoke to his boss on uh, Monday um, I was a lot more nervous than I was right now when I'm in the uh, studio So have you, have you adapted to the pressure of being on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Alright Gav, listen yeah. Alright, do you think the pressure it won't get to your players this season I'm asking you do you think you're going to win the league? Uh, I, I honestly think I mean obviously I'm a Rangers fan so obviously yeah. I'm going to say yes but I, I genuinely believe that we uh, Celtic might have better individuals at the minute, but I think Rangers really do have a, a, a team, okay. well well coached team, and a, a, a good. I, I don't I don't know how to sum it up. I, they just seem a team at the minute, and I just think that 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 will top individuals for that Celtic have at the minute. Gav, thanks very much for Top calling us. Gav. Good good questions. 0808 17 17 700. Next up then on the Go Radio Football Show, Cy Ferry, Ali Defoy, Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney. Next up, it's Lewis, another Rangers fan. Lewis, good evening. Hi, how you doing, Panny? Hi, good, Hi, thanks. Lewis. A sign that uh, Rangers fans are glad the league's back after the international break. Lewis, what's, yeah. in, your, what's in your mind tonight? Um, I was just wondering the thought uh, of the panel of how big a miss uh, Aribo will be for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he will be a miss, but I, th- I think they've coped all right without him. But since he's been off, you know, I really like Stephen Davis. Mm-hmm. I think if you can keep Stephen Davis fit, um, he makes up for Aribo. Aribo no playing. I, I don't think Rangers can go back to the days of Jack and and uh, Kamara playing in the same team. I just don't think it works for me. You know, you need you need you need a guy that's going to pass the ball forward. That's going to feed guys like Kent and Haji and Barker. Can, can Stephen Davis? Can Stephen Davis play every game for the next six weeks? No, I don't think so. That would be my worry. That, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the fact that you miss Davis and Aribo in the same team would yeah. be would then be my worry for Rangers, where you go back to Jack and and Aribo and it's sideways and it's backwards and it and it kills guys like um, Kent and and uh, Haji and Barker. You know what you end up the centre half touching the ball more than your wide players. I think when Davis and Aribo plays. The ball gets passed forward a lot, a lot quicker and more often. So, um, I think he frightens teams, doesn't he? he yeah. He's one that we spoke about it earlier in the show. He's one if you were able to take a a key player out of the opposition team, you'd probably do that with Joe Aribo quite a lot. So, so the the, the opposite applies as well. You're, you're relieved and maybe you're a bit more positive about playing Rangers when Joe Aribo isn't involved. Yeah, who would your replacement be? Who who, who would you play instead of Aribo? Yeah. Well, Barker has been playing. Yeah, it? But, but I mean, Joe Aribo does individual special things that, that there isn't there isn't a replacement no. in the Rangers squad because when he, when he's running at you with the ball at his feet, uh, he's, he you know he, he can create a goal, score a goal, win a penalty, win a free kick. Yeah. You know, you just don't don't want to see him doing that, and and you can't you ha- you have to come up with something else when he's not there, a different yeah. way of opening up defences. And I think tomorrow would suit Aribo down at a tee. You know, when teams are. Uh, are sitting in against range. I think Aribo is the guy from midfield that will go and do something different. He won't just constantly pass the ball side back. He will go and try and commit somebody and try and play in a striker's feet or, or go and take somebody on and get a shot on goal. So, no, it's a massive miss for Rangers. And I, uh, 
Lewis at, uh, for the goalkeeper with John McLaughlin tomorrow Alan McGregor has jarred his knee but McLaughlin has done brilliantly this season you must be pleased the way he has come on Yeah um, you know obviously it's disappointing to hear of a player getting injured but yeah. um, I think McLaughlin's been an absolute tremendous sign and I was surprised when we signed him I wasn't expecting it but um, his performances so far given the fact he's not had much to do he still mm. looks comfortable commanding goalkeeper I've been impressed so far and I was disappointed I'm not seeing play for Scotland actually mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the great thing about John McLaughlin of course is, as you say you know, he's had so few saves I mean what he's had to do he's done really well but but it's the story of the season so far is that he's had so little to do because Rangers have been so strong defensively yeah. yeah although you're saying that David Marshall what a, what a couple yeah. of performances he had God knows what the score would have been if he wasn't a plane but um, yeah that's, I mean Okay, he's been calm and he's not had a lot to do, but you're ju- as a goalkeeper at Rangers, you're judged on the saves that you make. And I think that's what McGregor does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Alan McGregor, Bank Barry says it so many times. A good goalie gets you twelve points. I think McGregor has done that for Rangers over the past year. Um, so for me, the quicker you could get Alan McGregor back in the team, he goes straight back for me. And Lewis back up the top of the park. What about Jermaine Defoe? He's back. He's fit. Um, we know what is he thirty eight now, but amazing yeah. 37, 38 yeah. But he's such a proven striker. Do you think you'll see him soon coming on second half? Maybe. Um, I mean, I, I would like to see it, but it's just the fact that we've actually got quite a lot of options now. I don't really see where he actually fits in. Um, he, he obviously still could do a job coming off the bench, and mm. he is that sort of player. Like last season as well, came off the bench, scored a couple of goals just towards the end of games and you know we could need that when we're looking for the goal difference sort of things for this time he, he is such a good player to watch because he's, he's just yeah, yeah he's just quality isn't he and and yeah maybe the mileage is starting to run out a little for him but I, st- I still think he's going to make a big contribution for Rangers this season yeah definitely like you say last 15-20 uh, minutes I mean what better option than Jermaine Defoe to come on if you're on top of the game um, but yeah I, I kind of see him starting a lot of games now for Rangers but then again, the mentality that he's got, again, not just on the pitch, off the pitch, you'll help massively to guys like Eton, guys that you've signed, younger guys, striker. What better guy to learn for than, than Jimmy Defoe? And Lewis, how did you feel when you heard that McCrory was off to Aberdeen? Were you surprised? Um, I was a wee bit surprised, yeah. Um, to Disappointed? See him Aberdeen. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I'm happy for the player because I, you can't see him fitting into the Rangers team again, you know. We've got too many midfielders and he wouldn't have got game time, so I was happy for him. I'm disappointed to see him go, but you know, for him to kind of go on and make himself in the game, I think yeah, it was the right move for him. See, my point is: is Ryan, Jack, and Glenn Kamara that much better than Ross McCrory? Um, I yeah, mean, you know, I actually think Kamara gets a lot of stick for 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 no reason. Um, I, again, I don't think the two of them should be playing together unless maybe a, a game at Aberdeen away, where you need to be thinking a wee bit more defensive at times. The two of them are good together in games like that. But, you know, for me it should be um, Davis and Jack if you want a wee bit more attacking. Scoreline tomorrow, Lewis, before you go? 3-0. Uh, 3-0. Nothing. Three nothing. That's oh, it. Wow. Thanks very much. You're pretty confident. 3 <laughs> nothing. Lewis reckons. Uh, more calls. We're going to hear from uh, Scott Brown. What was he saying today? Um, and what happened about uh, Tom Rogic, who is staying at Celtic? We'll hear from Neil Lennon coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Monday to Friday, 5 till 7, it's the Go Radio Football Show. Rob, Barry Ferguson, 
Sai and Ali will be here on Monday as well. I wonder what we'll be talking about then after this coming weekend. Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Livingston Hopefully against... Hopefully it's St Mirren win. Yeah, Livingston against Colton, mm. Hamilton, Motherwell against St Johnson, Rangers, Dundee United, Ross County, Celtic and the one you're hosting tomorrow, St Mirren against Hibs. And Ali, that match does go ahead. Well, I've not had confirmation that okay. I'm definitely going to be there, but it seems to be... You're as in goals. What we're you're in goals. <laughs> with my gloves <laughs> <laughs> sanitised. Either you or Jamie Langfield, so it's you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's hear from Scott Brown, the Celtic captain talking about the fans it's limited there's 300 there tomorrow at Ross County it'll just be good just getting fans back into it uh, it's crucial that we, we get fans back into the stadium and that we, we start playing in front of them yet again but as I say we need to do it safely and this is a little test for us and here's hoping it works well be great to see some fans back tomorrow. Just can't wait when you're playing, side. You want, uh, I mean, you react well to the fans being there. I love that. Yeah. When I'm not getting abused, how I do, but uh, since the podcast, honestly, that's all I get for op- opposing fans. Eh? Your yeah. podcast rubbish yeah, uh-huh. constantly. But no, it? even guys like me, like when you're playing lower leagues, um, when you're playing lower leagues, you know, when you go to like a Celtic, you get a Celtic or Rangers in the cup, it's the fans. You're, you're buzzing yeah, to play in front of, of fans. And again, I'll say it, this is why these guys are on big money because they can go and play in front of fans. So. Sooner we get them back, the better for me. Dirty Old was saying that last night, wasn't he? He said it's all about entertaining the fans. Yeah. The fans are such a massive part. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll be at Pataudry tomorrow where Aberdeen will have uh, 300 fans in. But, I mean, it's incredible. The, the uh, protocols that have to be gone through, all the all the stages of getting in and out of the ground, uh, it's all got to be done right. And it's so important that these test events go well and that we can maybe... We've had the delay, obviously, on the back of what happens tomorrow, but hopefully, beyond that, we can start to make some progress and get a few more in. So how's how's yeah. the 300 fans being picked? Do you know? Oh, Craig, Craig Brown's yeah. picked them, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no Celtic fans meant to be Aberdeen fans that'll have to live within the local area. I think it's the first 7,500 who bought season tickets, right. then going into a ballot process. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good luck. Good luck with keeping everybody happy. <laughs> That's right. No Kelly fans, only Aberdeen fans, yeah. and it's the same at Ross County. No Celtic fans. It's the Ross County. Oh yeah, fans. that's what I meant. We've got an Aberdeen <laughs> fan on the line, John from Blackwood. Hi, John. I don't suppose you've got a podcast, have you? Yeah, I wasn't going to make it. Don't worry, John. I done it for you, mate. I told them you had a podcast. We're Good up to fi- we're up to fifty seven thousand. Uh, <laughs> we're chasing Sai in the open goal. John, yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're nowhere near Sai. We're nowhere near Sai Ferry's um, standards, but we are off the charts. So, but, Have you no, beat I us? Enjoy doing it. <laughs> It's brilliant stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, John. What's in your mind? I think it is about fans returning tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that the pilot events are. Um, are happening um, I think it's just so important to have fans come back I mean the news yesterday I just think hit people at a time I just feel as though we could potentially be going back the way I hope the pilot events still happen the next couple of weeks but listen I get why um, restrictions are happening why things can't be forward the way that we wanted to but I think the pilot events need to keep happening you know football's so important in this country you know we're talking about um you know, you guys had David Cox on last night from back on side. Yeah, we were supposed we were supposed to be having a game um, for back on side back in March, um, and we had to cancel it twelve days before, and we're hoping to reschedule it. Um, so if things keep going back the way, we you know will that affect that? You know, if we're going to be trying to get the um, our game back on and things like that, um, but that's further further afield. I mean, it's just so important to get fans back. We need to get back to some form of normality sooner rather than later. And I just hope that pilots can keep happening as long as it's safe. And then we can get, you know, from the 5th of October, hopefully fans will get back in again, albeit at a reduced pace. John, have you put yourself in for the ballot? Are you within the the area that could possibly go to the game? 
Is this the air drive to Aberdeen from where I am? Oh, no. Uh, oh, you're, you're just outside the area, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a season ticket holder either, so I've got no chance of getting the game, but I'm I'm hoping that um, come the new year I'll be able to start getting to the Tordre game. Um, but certainly, every game's a bit closer, like Motherwell and Hamilton and, and yeah. places like that. Can always watch Rob on Red TV. Yeah, exactly. But, Public, uh, he didn't answer that, did he? <laughs> public confidence is, is so important. Looking after people is uh, the primary concern. But there's some good stuff from Alex Dyer, the Kilmarnock manager, saying, look, uh, we have to find uh, something, a virus that will be effective. A uh, vaccine, yeah. A vaccine, yeah. sorry, for the virus. Yeah. Or clubs are going to be in real, real trouble. And that is going to happen in the not too distant. If we don't get fans yeah. back in in numbers, and it's really difficult for government, for health officials, this is a really important time. We need to be responsible at the moment, social distance, and do the right things. Yeah, it's, it's a major yeah. worry, isn't it? Because, I mean, the clubs are obviously uh, struggling at the moment anyway. So if empty grounds is extended which could be the case well you know off the back of tomorrow's games it is the case because it's been put back by three weeks you just hope that we're going to recover a bit and get back on track in terms of getting fans in because as Alex Dyer of, of Kilmarnock has been saying today I mean it, like his surname it is Dyer the, the, the outlook if this does extend on because uh, clubs John will just get into deeper and deeper debt yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I fear for some of the lower clubs, like um, Simon's Club, for example, Peterhead. You know, they they must be. Is that because I play for them, or is that because of the the COVID situation? <laughs> um, Both. No, <laughs> the COVID situation, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but no, the um, the the lower league clubs obviously need the income, and I, I actually personally um, think that the. Um, the crowd should be standing at lower league level anyway. The problem is you've got to wait till October because that's yeah. when their season starts. Um, but, you know, there's no reason why, like, for example, I'm not meaning any disrespect, but like so Clyde and Albion Rovers can't play in front of, let's like, see, 100 and manage it fine because um, they get that sort of crowd and maybe it's quite higher anyway. So I hope that it's all back and nothing run for them. And then you've got the women's football, then you've got juniors football further yep. down. You know, it shouldn't, it's not just about the top flight. Um, so I hope it all works out. I mean, we have to do what we have to do. I mean, at least you guys can go over to each other's houses. We've been told we're not allowed to now, so... Well, <laughs> we're, we're banned from each other's houses, yeah. but that's another story. Mm, I'd rather not go to these boys' houses, anyway. <laughs> John, you're an, Aber- you're, an Aberdeen, you're, an Aber- you're an Aberdeen fan. John, what do you feel looking at the positives about this season? Uh, it's been a, well, it's a, a, a dodgy start, but after the first couple of weeks, then they've been superb. How do you th- well do you think you can do this year? Well, I said at the start of the season um, that I think we'll be in a battle for third with uh, Motherwell and uh, Hibs. And we've also just picked up the three points at Easter Road um, a couple of weeks ago. Although I do feel for Hibs that they had to do without Alex Gogic. Um, yeah. Pretty unfair, if I'm being honest with you. you know, it was a false positive, but because there was a potential positive, we had to miss the game. But we took advantage of that. But no, I mean, the, the reaction since the... The criticism that they got for, um, you know, the Solbar scandal, which they absolutely deserved, and the cop yeah. handled it perfectly, but the reaction has been absolutely superb. Um, and I just hope that continues. It won't be easy tomorrow. Kilmarnock are also in the back a terrific win. But yeah, I'm optimistic that we'll have a um, we'll have a good season. Some squad, um, we'll some squad now, isn't it? Suddenly, suddenly you look at Aberdeen and and you think, wow, that, that's a, that's a fair old squad. Oh, it's, it's got the makings, I guess. Well, I mean, now we're getting some strikers back. Watkins is making a big difference up front. I'd like to see him get his first goal tomorrow. Looks as though Edmondson might be back ahead of schedule. Um, Sam Cosgrove so as well. Help us. Cosgrove might be back sooner, yes. So, yeah, it's looking it's looking a bit better. But Hedges has been superb since yeah. he's come back into him. He's a player I've always liked. Um, he just offers that something different. Um, mm. 
I think Kennedy and Hayes at wing-back have been excellent. Uh, Ferguson's been good myself. Ross McCrory, I think, is um, going to be in the running for young player of the year, at least. That could be um, one of the signings of the season. Yeah, definitely. And oh, Dylan McGeek's back fit now as well, and he gives you a wee, something different in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, I like, I like McGeek. He, he played well in the European game. I mean, mm. it's, it says a lot that you can't really get in the team, but he's now starting to show you know, what he can do. I mean, he also came to us with a bit of an injury problem. Um, so I hope um, we've, got, we've certainly got decent options, um, which is some we've not had for a while. And the, the change in formation seems to be working um, for us. I mean, I know that the three at the back didn't work for Scotland in the last two games, but it suits our personnel. Yeah. Um, so we just need to see how we progress, but at least we can be flexible with the squad we've got. There's a real confidence back now, Petodri, that wasn't there at the start of the season. People thought, oh, this, is this what's going to go off the boil? And you know, the manager looked as though he might get some stick in the papers, but he's really galvanised them. And you're saying about the young player of the year, it could be McCrory against uh, Ferguson. Lewis Ferguson also mm-hmm. has, has had a great start. Yeah, Ferguson's been excellent. I mean, they obviously didn't turn up against Rangers in that opening game. No. I think that sort of added a lot of the criticism to them. McInnes was very um, critical of him, saying you just don't go out in Aberdeen after you get beat by Rangers. But the reaction's been superb and the, the guy's focus has been really turned and it's it's all good. And hopefully we can we can keep that run going tomorrow. But as I say, it won't be easy. You, you can't just turn up and expect three points. You've got to work for them and... That's something that we've been good at the last few years is grinding out results and um, hopefully we can do that. But the last game against Hibs in the, the game in Europe, we actually played a, a good bit of football because last season weren't great to watch, but the style of football seems to be changing a wee bit the last couple of weeks and hopefully we can keep that up. Just touching what you said, John, uh, again, credit to Dill. You know, everyone thinks he's just this man yeah. manager, but obviously seeing that it wasn't working the formation they were playing early on, and he's changing it. He's went three at the back. and that, For me, that's a sign of a good manager. You know, Neil Lennon won the league. For Celtic by doing it in January He's seen that things weren't right And he's changed it uh, Derek McInnes has done that Early on in the season So all credit must go to him You know To bring in these guys The guys that he's getting I, I think with a lesser manager I don't think the guys go to Aberdeen Good point. And again yep. on the other side Of the coaching side He's he's more than ready To change things when needed John your prediction tomorrow um, I'm going to go to one Aberdeen 2-1 Aberdeen OK, thanks very much John calling there from Blackwood calling the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 Ali, you've got an update on uh, St Mirren for tomorrow Yes, so the joint response group have announced that um, the game will go ahead they can confirm however along with Jack Anik who has posted tested positive Dean Linus our second goalkeeper uh, has tested positive and our third keeper Peter Arminski is having to self-isolate Wow. So um, that would, I guess. So was that me right? Was that me right then? I was second goal. Right there we go. How many as close as you want me to get for you? <laughs> so Fantastic. me, man. You didn't mention the third goalie though. All right. So well, basically, I'm bad, pretty reckoning they train in the same bubble, and that's yeah. them. No great, sur- no great surprise, I suppose. Daft goalies, goalies train together. Daft goalies, honestly. Well done, Sai. Another exclusive though. That's all right. But the goalkeeper. So the third goalie's going to play. No, he's not. He's an isolate. So who's going to play? Who's in goals? That's the question. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's it's not a first team goalie by the looks of it. So maybe maybe you... Jamie Langfield, as she said. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, as a joke, right. I have no idea. St. Mirren fans, if you have any idea, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. All the goalkeepers wiped out at the moment because of COVID restrictions. That's the news for the St. Mirren fans. So we heard from Ryan Kent earlier. We heard from Stephen Gerrard. Uh, Neil Lennon, we were speaking to as well. We heard from him at the media conference. Uh, what about uh, Tom Rogic? What's happened there? He's staying the deal off at Qatar. So he's been speaking about uh, Tom Rogic today. 
Uh, well, a fee was agreed, but uh, the Tom as representatives, you know, feel to agree personal terms with the Qatari club. So, um, as far as I'm aware, that deal's not going to happen now. So he's back. He's trained today. Um, he'll not be available for the squad at the weekend, but he'll be available for Wednesday against Superman. And he was asked, "Is there a place for Rogic this season in that team?" I think he's a fantastic player. He's had his disruptions with injuries and that's the only thing that's kept him out of the team. When he's played under himself, particularly in the second term, you know, in the 90 minutes that he's, he's had on the pitch, he has been absolutely excellent. Tom Rogic. Couldn't help. I couldn't help noticing you were going for Rogic. Rogic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just feeling it's like. What do you prefer? Rogic. 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 I'm a, I'm a Rogic. Rogic. I'm a Rogic man. Right. Okay. Well, you but are the voice no, of football. No, no, no you're no, the voice no, of football. No, no, you are. No, That's no, Rob McLean. No. Yeah. Space it up on a Friday night. Why not? Yeah. No. No. I think. Yeah, I think you can all have your own uh, varieties. Yeah. Definitely, Tom. Uh, he's always been Tom to me. Yeah. Um, but no, it's interesting how sometimes managers and clubs have to change direction, don't yeah. they? On 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 transfer activity. We're, we're talking about Alfredo Morelos, and it's, it's been the question we've been asking since we came on the air with the show. I think. Uh, what would happen with him and maybe he gets back in the team maybe he starts scoring goals and maybe he's a big part of the season and maybe the same goes for Tom Rogic at Celtic maybe he was heading for, for Qatar for you would imagine financial reasons that's that's fallen through suddenly he's back in the fold again does he enter start entering Neil Lennon's thoughts again because he's a top quality player mm. there's no doubt about it Can I just say Neil Lennon said the exact same thing about me and two weeks later I was sitting in a hotel in Swindon so I wouldn't take their words for, for granted um, no you know what see to be totally honest with you I don't think Tom Rodgick fits in at Celtic anymore you know I think they're going to go 3-5-2 mm-hmm. Tom Rodgick he's not a centre midfield player he's not a striker he's a, he's a number 10 and if you look at the players that they've signed now Christie's ahead of him I think Turnbull's ahead of him you know and Cham's not going to get a game so there's not even a place on the bench for Tom Rodgick fitting into that system I think there is but do you want a guy on his way just sitting on the bench no. for, for the full season no. you know your first sub now for Celtic will be David Turnbull. You know, if Christy McGregor and Brown plays, your second sub's probably in Cham. So Tom Rod... Uh, and you said earlier, you don't want unhappy players. Exactly. Then. And he's a big player. I think he's well yes. respected in the dressing room. Mm. The last thing you want is a guy like him being unhappy. It can spread in the dressing room. And it's the same thing I said about Stephen Gerrard. Why bring in more players that aren't, aren't going to play? So it's about getting that balance of your squad right. I think it'd be best for both of them, totally honest, for, for Tom Rogic to go. I hope he doesn't go to Qatar because I think he's better than that. Were Paul, you, yeah. Sorry, Paul. Uh, no, I was just, were you surprised that he was going to go to Qatar? Because obviously he, was, he wasn't going there for the quality of football, was he? I was surprised. You know, I, I've said it before and I think the English Premiership was to on top of Tom Rogic at Brighton. You know, I think, I know Billy Reid's a big fan of him. I've spoken to Billy about Tom Rogic. He likes him. Uh, I thought somewhere like that would really suit him. You know, a technical league maybe Spain or somewhere like that but to go to Qatar for, for he's Tom too Rodgers, young, he's too young he's to too take good, the money and go definitely. to Qatar do you fancy some more calls? yes definitely it's coming next The Bull Radio Football Show let's go the weekend started at five o'clock here. Sai, looking forward to this weekend. What else is on apart from your column, apart <laughs> from the show here, and apart from open goal and training tomorrow with Peter Hayes? He's, he's a coach. Kilt walk. And he's a coach. And he's a <laughs> coach. Forget the he's got walk. responsibilities. I've got the kilt walk. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah. I'll need to speak to the kids for five minutes sometime over the weekend. Uh, Take them my with you. for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm uh, not busy, but it's football, Paul. Every I'm doing is football. I love it. So. I'm the luckiest man in the world There you go for a wee cheesy cliche Thanks for everyone <laughs> who's making the switch to us 5 till 7 every evening The Football Chat Rob, Ali and Sai And Barry Ferguson will be with us on Monday 0808 17 17 700 Or you can text GO Plus your message to 87474 And we're on the socials at Go Football Show Next up is Davy, a Hearts fan on the line Davy, good evening Hi, how are you? Hi Davy, yeah we're good thanks Yeah, how are you? I'm good, I'm good How are you Sai? Uh, Davy, alright mate, how are you doing? No bad, mate. No good, bad. good. What's happening? 
question. I thought you were on a sponsor's yeah. island, Sam. Huh? No, on you go, mate. Right, so first, just in general, so obviously I'm a Hearts fan. Hearts have just been relegated. Yeah. With Robbie Nielsen as manager and their current squads, where do you think they'd finish in the Premiership oh, this season if they were good in Good question. It? It's a great question. Yeah. I think they should be finishing top six. I think they should be finishing top four. But last season for me was an absolute disaster at Hearts. I mean, I've said it before, you know, when Hickey was there last year, you've got three guys that could potentially play for Scotland in the back four, Suter, Hickey, Halkett. You've got the Northern Ireland centre forward and Boyce and Naismith up front. Uh, Just a disaster for Hearts. You know, I've said it on my podcast and been slotted for it. I don't know what you think. I actually think Hearts, on paper, have got the third best, last year had the third best squad in the league. Third biggest wage bill as well, probably. Yeah, third biggest wage bill as well. I mean, how that team got relegated, I will never know. Davey, what did happen last season then? I think we're just... Anne Budge had blind faith in Craig Levine. But I think she should have sacked him after the Champions League, fi- the Champions League final. That'd have been nice. <laughs> the Scottish Cup final. Um, I think he merited managing the team in the Scottish Cup final. But after that, he should have been gone. Um, I think she was too late in appointing Daniel Stendhal. I think if Stendhal was given more time, he'd have stayed up. So are you saying she, no was, she too, was she too loyal? I think so. Obviously, she's worked with Craig Levine for five years. So... I think she was quite hesitant to sack him, but it needed to be done. I think it was done a bit too late. What my, my big question, my heart says, okay, if you if you got Robbie Nielsen as your manager now, when you sacked Craig Levine last year, why didn't you just go and get Robbie Nielsen there and then? Knows the league, knows the players, knows the youth players there, knows the full club. Why Daniel Stendhal? What was the thinking behind that? The other one for me would be a no-brainer would be Stephen Robinson at Motherwell. Motherwell were absolutely flying. I think he wanted to go to a bigger job. Knew the league, knew the players, and for me, the appointment of Daniel Stendel. I agree, maybe Levine should have went earlier, but just a total left field appointment in Daniel Stendel for me. Definitely, it was left field, but I, I really enjoyed Stendel's football. Although we didn't get the results we needed, I think Stendel was a great appointment. I quite enjoyed his football. Um, obviously, like you said, I'd, uh, I'd say, uh, say the Motherwell manager. I've forgotten his name. Honestly, Stephen Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Stephen Robinson, that's it. He, he'd have been a good appointment, but I think he was flying so high with Motherwell. Um, I don't think he would have even left to join Hearts, although it's a bigger club. But but, um, decision, but decisions like getting rid of your captain, I mean, totally getting rid of Christoph Berra. I mean, for me, that's that's a strange decision. You know, I think your cap, a relegation battle, your captain's your most important player. And, you know, I think if Robbie Nielsen gets the job, Stephen Robinson gets the job, Christoph Berra's on side. And I, I think that would have made a massive difference to Hearts the back end and I spoke to James McPake who was the Dundee manager and said that Christoph Berra was absolutely massive for him in the second half of the season they're the types that you need in relegation battles and for me decisions like that are what cost Hearts in the end yeah and, I mean we, 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 we've been talking in the show Davey about uh, earlier on about buying Scottish players about the fact that sometimes Rangers and Celtic look to England or, or around Europe for signings where you get uh, likes of a London Dykes who who might just come in and do the job and you wouldn't have to overpay for him. I mean, the same goes for managers, doesn't it? Because it, it struck me at the time as well that, that Stephen Robinson was just ready to go. He was, he knew the league. He, he'd done such a good job with Motherwell. Would he, been, would he have been tempted to go to Hearts? You bet. Yeah, I think as well, Jim, so. the appointment of Jim Jeffries should have been done then, there and then as well. I think when Craig Levine came in, they needed a football person making decisions. I think you've said it before, Rob. I've no doubt that Anne Budge is very clever and a very successful businesswoman. But when it comes to football, you need a person in there that knows football. And I think, again, if Jim Jeffries is in the role he's in now, six months ago, hearts aren't in the mess that they're in. Davey? I think 
I think Jim Jeffries coming in, he's starting to clear off all the dead wood that we've got. We've got mm-hmm. a really big squad, especially for the championship. So I'd say an appointment like Jim Jeffries, it was long overdue, and I'm glad you've got him in now. It what a hard. job for Robbie Nielsen. Do I could get hats promoted for the championship <laughs> next year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it gets started, David, it must be so difficult. You know, you you're still you're training now, but uh, no matches yet for a number of weeks. Yes, I mean definitely with the shambles that happened a few weeks ago with the training I just couldn't see the logic in it mm. but I'm, I'm dead happy we're back training now yeah. also we've got a big semi-final to be preparing for so of course that's it the Scottish Cup <laughs> Rob it's just this is the, the strangest of times but see looking at a business where they're the third or fourth biggest company yeah. Scottish football would we agree? yeah, yeah. yeah. the old firm Aberdeen Hearts yeah. Hibs yeah? yeah for them to go out the the, the, the league that you're in forget the football thing for that company especially with this Covid and everything yeah. not to be able to trade really much over the summer it's hard to believe yeah yeah. I mean Scottish football not for the first time shooting itself in the foot yeah. because th- these are these are once in a generation happenings at the moment yeah. and you have to look at that you have to protect football and part of protecting football is keeping the big clubs big clubs in the top league so so to send hearts down was, was absolutely ridiculous Davey I'm, I'm quite interested in Robbie Nielsen because w- when he left Left. Um, there were quite a lot of Hearts fans weren't too distraught to see him go. Um, is that a fair comment? I, I found that a bit odd at the time because I thought he'd done a really good job. Lo- yeah, loads of people were quite happy to see him go, but at the time he left, he left a day after we just beat Rangers. I think it was 2 0. Mm. And I think it was second or third in the league he left us in. So it was obviously it was a great move for him down south. Yeah. But I think he got quite unfair criticism in his first spell. In charge And Hickey's away Hickey's away to Bologna yeah. How big a miss is that? See it's a big miss But I think With Ben Garuccio He's got a Really good cover for him okay. Especially with the money We're getting from him I think at the start of the season If you were to say If you were to look back To that Scottish Cup final And say in a In a year's time We'll be getting £2 million For this 17 year old left back All of us would have Bit your hand off for mm-hmm. it So right. I'm yeah, not overly disappointed by it How good is he? Would you say? I'd say he's really composed for his age. He's two-footed. He could play on either side. So he's he's a really good prospect. I think he'll go on to have a really good career. Again, we talk about Rangers. Yep. Signing Scottish players. Yep. You know, for me, Tavernier away from home at times can be too too attacking. I think he caused quite a lot of goals last year. Why why were Rangers known for Aaron Hickey? Why, why would Celtic not sign him? They don't have yeah, another left back apart from Greg Taylor. Yeah, good. But it says on here that he picked Bologna over Celtic. Is that is that true? Well, I mean, Celtic obviously will get a slice of the transfer fee because yeah. he was there before yeah. he was at Hearts. Um, but, but you know, it was well within Celtic's abilities, I would imagine, if they'd wanted him to to have got him, got him back. And th- they're going to have to sign back up in that position anyway. But I'm glad. Yeah. I, I think it's a good move for him. You know, going abroad, I see a lot of the young Celtic boys now going to Bayern Munich. I think that's great for our game. I really do. I think the coaching abroad's a, a step above ours. I'll not go into that because I'll be here for about three hours. But <laughs> yeah. um, great for Scotland, I think. You know, Hickey and, and the guy Morrison and Hepburn are going abroad. I think it's only good for Scottish football. Davey Seiferi says that he would like to manage Hearts this season <laughs> and he would bring them up. Uh, are you quite confident that you will win the championship? Please do, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I will throw it. Sai, can you do us a favour and give Andy Halliday a shot get him to sign for us as well? Please? Would you take Andy, would you? Oh, 100%. That's 100%. A good, that's we need a, good a midfielder. Yeah. We need a midfielder, and if Despo needed, he could play left back. We're just getting rid of a left back. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Do you know, do you know Andy's wage demands, though? 
Yeah, I've, I, I know that's the only struggle. Well, that's what I've heard, struggle. some Hearts boys are getting. I think they could probably afford it. Oh, really? Yeah. Big money in the championship. I think so. I think Boyce is on good money. I know that. Be, for be, but it's worth investing, isn't it? It's such a big season. You've got to get straight back. So yeah, yeah. no mistakes. I think Andy. I, I don't think he'd mind me saying Andy's down south, speaking to a couple of teams. Right. But I think if that doesn't work, I think he's now at the point that he'd be. He'd maybe be interested in moving back up here. Not going anywhere, but I think Hearts would be one that would that he would maybe fancy. So you don't want to be out any longer, do you? No, I mean, heading towards the middle of September. Yeah, yeah. and any footballer will tell you, no playing, especially when when the season starts back. That's when you start to worry. You know, that's when you really start to miss it. So hopefully, he can get sorted soon. But I think I, I agree. I think it'd be a good fit. You know, Andy suits the kind of style that Hearts play: high, high intensity, very aggressive. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world. Okay, Davy, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio phone in. Thank you. Cheers, Davey. Cheers, Cheers Davey. Davey. Any news? So, St Mirren, no goalkeepers for tomorrow so far. Ali Defoy will be there for St Mirren TV. If I had a wee look, um, our fourth goalkeeper that I could think of would be our under-21 player, Callum Law. He's only 19, um, so he's the only one I can imagine bringing into our, our first-team squad tomorrow I hope he has a worldie. Go on, Callum. Well, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. This could be the making of somebody. It could be a Czech Republic job. They, you know, they they played well against us, and none of them was going to be in the squad with the two of them. Yeah. Um, and they did well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good luck for that tomorrow. Great uh, opportunity. Neil Lennon. We said we would hear looking to that match tomorrow at Ross County. Important that we, you know, try and impose ourselves onto the opposition. But the, you know, as a club, you know, they're very well run as a team. They play good football and can be a threat at the said players you know and in Stuart they've got a very good player at this level and he can be a handful for anyone at any time but you know our mindset now is we've had a very very good couple of days training where the, the squad is buoyant and we're very much looking forward to the game Last couple of minutes of the programme would you believe so Ross County Celtic Rob what do you expect to see tomorrow? I expect to see an emphatic mm. uh, Celtic win um, Odson Edouard is back there could be a debut for, for David Turnbull uh, Shane Duffy will be in from the start I'm sure as well even already that sounds like a, a team that, that Ross County will struggle to handle Yeah I'd maybe be a wee bit worried if I was Celtic with it. Uh, Duffy being there with Stuart he's very good in there mm-hmm. you know I've seen him play against Ayer and, and uh, Julian he usually does quite well in there but I think Shane Duffy will be Martin Ross Stewart at every set piece tomorrow and I can imagine Shane Duffy heading the ball for Celtic's box to Ross County's box every time at the other end of the table, although remember Rangers are top, then Hebs and then Celtic. At the other end, Motherwell against St Johnston. Is this the day, Si, that uh, Motherwell gets some points on the board? I like St Johnston. I think yeah. Callum Davison's got them playing well. You know, very much a long ball team under Tommy Wright. I think Callum Davison's got them playing good football, high energy, high pressing. I think that'll be a, that'll be a really tough game for Motherwell. The, what, probably the game you do not want when you've been on the back of yeah, six defeats. I think even in defeat, uh, St Johnson haven't been playing that badly yeah. at all. And 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 the fact they've got a win now that that will give them a, a big lift. And the, the pressure does mount. Yeah, I mean you, you can say there's thirty odd games to go, but um, Motherwell won't like looking at that league table. And I think St Johnson are dangerous opposition at Fir Park tomorrow. Maisie runs again, but your prediction. Uh, I'm going for a draw. A draw. A draw. Yeah. I'm going Motherwell. I go. think Motherwell legend. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen Kilmarnock. I think you gave us it earlier. Did yeah, you? I think yeah. Aberdeen, will, Aberdeen will be comfortable. Go. Aberdeen, yeah. Aberdeen as well. And St Mirren against Hibs. Sigh. Oh, well. With the goalie situation, you can only back Hibs, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Hibs will bounce back from losing at home to Aberdeen last time out. Ali, hard to see anything else tomorrow, but. Uh, Hopefully, uh, a good day for you on St Mirren TV. People tuning in. Yeah, hopefully yeah. the back um, back line will stop them. It's hopeless, it's isn't it? I'm saying nothing. A decent start to the season. <laughs> Livy against Aki's side. Oh, that's my toughie. That's my tough call the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go a draw. 
Going for the draw. I've got it to sit on the fence uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. It's the artificial surface derby, that one, yeah. isn't it? Um, I think Livingston home win. Oh. And match of the day, Rangers Dundee United. Sigh. I expect Rangers to have too much. I think Manel will come back in. I, I think he'll score a goal, uh, and I think Rangers will be comfortable against Dundee United. Dundee United did really well against Celtic. I think they'll make it really tough for Rangers, but Rangers probably two one. All the matches three o'clock tomorrow: Aberdeen Kilmarnock, Livy against Hamilton, Motherwell's St Johnson, Rangers Dundee United, Ross County Celtic, and St Mirren against Hibs. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight. We're back on Monday at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.